Hey everyone, and welcome to the Corner Bible Podcast, uh, where we answer questions that you guys have about uh, various things concerning Christianity and the Bible. My name is Dante, I'm your host, and with me this week I have Rich again. Rich, how are you doing today? Doing well, Dante. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Uh, and today's question, Rich, uh, we were wondering, it's a sequel to the last episode we did with you. Uh, and so the continuation question kind of is, does God predestine people to hell? Yeah, this is a phenomenal question that I get to answer today. And I hope you sense the sarcasm that I have, but <laughs> does God predestine people to hell? Or some people would call it double predestination. So, you know, Dante, I really appreciate that I get to do this with you. So thanks. Yeah. It's a question that I've struggled with personally as well. So um, it's something that I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about. Oh, absolutely. And hopefully we can get a little clearer today. And I, I don't think that we'll get totally to the uh, out of the woods, if you will, but we'll certainly give it a go. So to answer the question, my short answer is I believe scripture says yes. Now I'm going to give a couple statements here at the beginning to kind of clarify how I view scripture stating these things. So first, the word predestined isn't used in this way, but it is implied by the statements in Scripture. Now, I really hate saying the Scriptures imply something, but as I read the Scriptures here in just a few minutes, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about with this implication. If you look at it as it is mentioned in the original languages of foreknowledge, then it is implied that God has a foreknowledge of all things. Another clarifier is it is hard for us in our humanity to hear that God would predestine people to hell and still have a view of him being a just God. So I personally struggle with this idea. Like you said, Dante, this is an area of scripture I wrestle with, but I do have to recognize that scripture also says in Isaiah 55, eight through nine, that his ways are above our ways and higher than our ways. And I think we have to consider that in light of our topic today. We must account for God as both a God of grace and mercy and a God of justice and wrath. Not as we define them, but as he does. I believe this is a hard concept for us to understand because our finite minds believe what we believe. If he is the God of one, then ultimately he has to be the God of all. If he is in control of all things, even if we can't quite comprehend it, it doesn't make it not true. God will be patient with us as we flesh this out in our own minds. Like I said, and Dante's already said, that we struggle with this idea that God would predestine people to hell. I also believe that God never, ever sends someone to hell unjustly. Scripture states that we reap the reward of our own labors. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let me just give you some texts and we'll draw a conclusion. Here are some scriptures that state about this idea of God actually building people for bad. For the scripture says to Pharaoh in Romans 9, 17, for this very purpose, I have raised you up that I might show my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. And if we know that scripture, we recognize that Pharaoh was not built for good things. He was actually built to bring about God's goodness, even though he was doing evil. In Proverbs 16, 4, it says, the Lord has made everything for its purpose even the wicked for the day of trouble. So we see here that the Lord has made, that means he's in control of all things, everything for its purpose. And here we see that this purpose is for bad, even the wicked for the day 
of trouble. And we realize that in other areas of scripture, the wicked get sent to hell. Um, so if we understand that and we can look at that scripture in its context, we see that God has created everything for its purpose. God has made the wicked for the day of trouble. In 1 Peter 2, 7 through 8, it says, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. They disobey the word as they were destined to do. Again, not predestined, but again, it says, as they were destined to do. It's an implication that they are predestined beforehand to do those things. In Jude 4, it says certain people have crept in on notice who long ago were designated for this condemnation on godly people who pervert the grace of our God. Again, people have crept in who long ago were designated. It's another distinguishing factor in this scripture. In 2 Peter 2, 3, it also says that, and in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. Again, from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. And lastly, although there are other scriptures that we can utilize in this context, but Romans 9.22 says, What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory? And what we see in that passage is it actually talks about how these individuals are actually utilized to understand and help bring forth his glory. And I think that to really summarize all of these scriptures, it states that over the course of time, there are going to be things that God does because he is God that we will not comprehend or can we understand because as you read that Romans 9 passage, I look at that and go, how does someone being built for wrath actually bring about the riches of his glory? How does it make it known? So again, it's just a question that we have to collaborate with. I would say let's not go one way or the other or even be upset about an answer to this question, but let's dive into the scriptures and draw to clarity whether or not God predestines people to hell. Does he have double predestination? And, and what does that look like theologically for us if he does? Is he still just? Or is that sense of justice really only a figment of our imagination and what it looks like on this side of eternity? Yeah, no, that definitely was, um, I agree. That was very good. And um, I think that, yeah, that's uh, definitely something to consider and, um, something definitely, I think everybody would have to wrestle with at some point or another. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you very much, Rich, for, uh, coming on and, and, uh, answering that question. Um, and thank you for trying to wrestle with it along with us, I guess. Yeah. And I think the, again, the idea of wrestling is prominent as we do some of these podcasts and, answer some of these theological questions is, is it's going to be something we wrestle with and it should be, it shouldn't be just a definitive yes or no. And there are some of those instances, but we should be able to wrestle well and still stay in community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, if you, uh, as part of the community, <laughs> if you have any, uh, 
questions or further questions or clarifiers or anything like that, you can uh, contact us at cornerbiblepod at gmail.com. Thank you again, Rich, and uh, we will see all you listeners next week. Thank you too, Dante.